Every one of you here, I'm thankful to have some different people here. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've said this a few times, hope no one takes any offense to it, but you know, sometimes I'm sick of seeing the same faces all the time. We want to see the same ones. Well, I need a little, we need some variety in the church. That's what I'm trying to say here. We need a little bit of variety in here. And you guys make it all the more fun when you add some variety in here. It, it would be awfully boring if everyone in here was just the same. It would be awfully boring if everyone in here was exactly the same. Um, and... We, we need some variety around here. We need some change around here. Uh, the, the way Jesus put it, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said that your sons and your daughters would prophesy. He said, you're a young man and you're old men. When he was talking about pouring out his spirit on all flesh and all uh, means all. Everybody. It is for everybody um told texas my title showed him my title screen that i had when i was trying putting this together and he said oh that looks fun so um we're gonna get into it today so if everyone would if you all would stand as we prepare to read the word this morning i'm going to be turning to luke chapter number 10 and uh, you, some of these verses might sound familiar to anyone who's paid attention to the, uh, the news over the course of uh, somewhere since Easter. Somewhere around Easter time, somewhere around the beginning of April this month. Uh, th these verses may sound slightly familiar to some of you. Um, anyway, Luke 10, we're going to start reading in verse number 17. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. If everyone would, let's please pray. Jesus, I love you and I thank you for all that you do. Lord, I help you. I pray that you would help me to say the words that you want me to say. Let me say what you want me to say and speak this the way that you would like me to speak it. God, I, I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for your mercy, for your grace, and for your love. I thank you that you have power over all the power of the enemy. God, if the enemy would like to do any speaking today while I am speaking, while I'm speaking your word, I pray that he would, that Lord, I submitted to you this morning. I'm submitted to you every day, and I am resisting every power of hell that would try to step into this building. There is no power in hell that can possibly step in. So, devil, if you would try to stop anything being heard by any of these people just know it's not happening today in Jesus name amen, amen. Um, uh, if 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 we would 
I, w I would like it if some of our young people would move a little closer to the front. I would like it if you move a little closer to the front, at least within the first three pews. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Destiny. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Awesome. And Devin, you guys are doing so good. Awesome, awesome. I I'm loving this. Thank you all for coming up here. It looks like everyone, you guys are awesome. And, and I really enjoyed having you guys in class this morning. Um, it was really good to have all of you here today. Amen. And I was kind of picturing as I was putting this together, I was hoping I was going to have someone. To, this message may not stick with the... Uh, with some of the older crowd quite as well as it'll stick with some of you due to my introduction. <laughs> well, anyway, just before Easter this year, somewhere around April the 1st, uh, the internet exploded with the announcement that Lil Nas X was collaborating with a company known as MSCHF. I believe it's pronounced mischief, but I'm not sure because I'm not entirely up on the culture like that. Definitely, it's not exactly my area of expertise. But he, he decided to create and distribute a shoe with Nike branding that Nike later on was upset about. Um, and it was dubbed the Satan shoe. Among the key features, these sneakers had a pentagram over top of the laces, an inverted cross, and most famously, and at issue in most of the headlines, according to the Nike lawsuit that came around, a single drop of human blood. Limited edition, only 666 copies. Only 665 got distributed thanks to the lawsuit. <laughs> um, and sold for the price of $1,018. Emblazoned on the side was a scripture reference. Luke 10, 18. I just read it to you. I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And... He said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Paired with the promotion of this shoe, there was a quote that I felt was just so wrong. It said, better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. And it was this quote that spurred this message today. Better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. You know, funny thing, I thought, this quote was original with this uh, release, but it's actually almost as old as the King James Version of the Bible. It was first published by John Milton in his book Paradise Lost as a quote of his character of Satan, not the real Satan, I assure you. The real Satan, I assure you, never said this because, and this is my title today, there is no throne in hell. There is no throne in hell. I'd just like to kind of ask you guys a question. What do you picture when you think about hell? What's, your, what's the image in your mind that you see when you think of hell? A goat? Fire? Anybody else? Dark? Anybody? Scary? Evil? All good, all good words. Anyone picture demons poking people with sticks? Okay, a few of you. Okay. Anybody picture people being boiled alive with demons laughing at them? You, you've seen those pictures? Someone see the picture of, of a big pointy-horned red guy sitting on top of a throne that looks like something like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones? Okay. 
I, I figured that. Uh, I mean, where, where did you get this picture in your head? Where, where did you picture, where'd this picture come from? Was it, okay. Video game, right? Yeah. Vi vi video game? Is that where you saw it? Okay, anybody else here? You got, anybody ever played a video game where you went to hell in the video game? No one willing to admit it in a church house anyway? Anyone ever saw it in some movie? Anyone ever saw it in a TV show? Anyone ever seen it uh, or read about it in a book? Um, how many of you guys got your picture strictly off of what you read in the Bible? One, one person. It's the pastor's daughter, of course. <laughs> uh it has been in a lot of places. In fact, uh, the Wikipedia article features, um, it's not numbered, but quite a few bullet points. Among other things, there's a 1922 short film, uh, which is the first on the list, called Haxen, uh, Faust in 26. Uh, 1940, uh, Fantasia, a Disney movie. Um, 1942 short film called The Devil and Hitler. 1959, Santa Claus vs. the Devil. 1972, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, 1973, The Devil in Miss Jones. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey in 1991. Um, you got What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams and Cuba Gooding Jr. An Adam Sandler film called Little Nicky. Uh, Constantine in 2005, that's DC Comics. Um, there's plenty of other ones. Inferno, based on a book by Dan Brown. Good old Dan Brown. He's the guy who wrote The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> uh, plenty of Christians don't entirely love his work. Uh, you got some Looney Tunes movies. You got some Disney cartoons. Uh, it's been plenty of TV shows. And Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor, says it's really not a physical place. It's the area between universes. It's a void of nothingness. There's a television show called Supernatural. where plenty of, uh, It shows plenty of demon possessions. It shows people waiting in a long line because some guy came along and decided to revamp the image and make it a little less, uh, a little more boring because people don't like boring. Um, the Twilight Zone featured it in an episode called A Nice Place to Visit. I've actually watched the episode. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it creates this idea that later became a lot more popular in a different TV show called The Good Place, which is that hell uh, was really not so, mu not so much the gouging people's eyes out and punishment that people traditionally think of. It's more a place that seems like everything you want, but is it, it isn't. No physical torture, just... And there's plenty of cartoons that went on about it, including most of your adult comedy cartoons, like, uh, which I'm just not even going to go over those. I'm not even going to go over those. I don't, I don't want to give too much airtime to them. But, of course, the first and most famous one was called Dante's Inferno. It came out way, way back when, and it's about as old as... Um, Oh, Lord, who even knows off the top? Uh, let, let's just see. How, how old are we talking here with Dante's Inferno? <laughs> About 1308. It's older than the King James Bible. 
older than the King James Bible. And it is Christian, but it is so not at the same time. It's got a lot of stuff that's not exactly in the Bible about hell, including that hell has about how many layers Jenna was talking about in class the other day. How many layers of hell, according to Dante's Inferno? Seven? And at the lowest level is where the devil lives. And he's kind of, and this is where many people get their images. The fact that, oh, you know, hell at the, has a sign on the door that says, all hope abandon ye who enter here. I promise you, the Bible doesn't say that, guys. All these things, not in the Bible. But uh, I found this one quote that, Shoo-wee, this quote from a website called filmschoolrejects.com says that when it comes to entertainment, most people are more interested in being disturbed and spending time in murky terrains. Hell satisfies those needs, and some movies and shows have brought it to life in imaginative, disturbing, and hilarious ways. Um, the article started off by saying uh, there's a lot of stuff in the in TVs and movie in TV and movies about heaven and a lot of stuff about hell, but there's a lot more hell in movies than heaven. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not even gonna say what some preachers would be willing to say off of that. There's a lot more hell in movies than heaven, and they're not just talking about showing it. <laughs> There's a lot more of hell's influence in media than heaven. And so the devil likes showing himself off. The devil likes showing himself off. He wants to make himself scarier than he is. He wants to make him, or maybe just make you think he's scarier. Make you think, oh, I bet you the devil's not even as scary as that. I bet you that hell's not even as bad as that. Truth be told, nothing in media is as bad as the real thing. You see, the fascination is entirely disturbing with any idea of what the truth of hell is. The biblical depiction is far from imagination, imaginative, or hilarious. It's neither one. The biblical depiction is entirely divorced, entirely different from the media's depiction of what hell is. First off, demons don't run the place. Amen. You see, there is a verse in the Bible that says this. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Amen. That is things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. But what's more, I'm going to tell you something that's probably going to blow your mind. I don't think the devil's in hell right now. The devil isn't in hell right now. The Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air. air. He is the prince of the power of the air. When he came to Jesus, he said, if you will worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Because there are principalities and there are powers and there are rulers of darkness of this world. The devil isn't in hell right now. The devil is in earth. He's walking to and fro around the earth. He's allowed to walk into heaven right now. He's allowed to walk into heaven right now. He's not in charge in any place he goes. He's not got any form of power anywhere he goes. There is no throne in hell. 
The only people that I believe are in hell right now are people. The only ones in hell right now are people. Jesus put it this way. He said that there was a man that died who was named Lazarus. And there was a rich man who's, who Lazarus lived on his sidewalk. Lazarus was a homeless guy that lived outside of a very rich man's house. The rich man was doing very, very well, but he didn't care one bit about the poor man that lived out front. He didn't care one bit about him. He saw that beggar every day, but he never did anything to help him. The rich man was very, very well taken care of. He had servants. He had everyone. And you know what? He died and he was buried. Lazarus died too. And he didn't end up having a proper burial like that rich man did. However, the rich man woke up in hell. The rich man woke up in hell, looked up, and saw paradise. He saw Lazarus up there sitting, chilling out, being comforted. Being rested, no longer suffering from disease or hunger. But he's down here in flames and darkness where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. And he looks up and he says, he sees Abraham, he sees him and he says, Father Abraham, will you please send Lazarus here with a drop of water to put on my tongue? Send Lazarus here with a drop of water to put on my tongue. One drop of water. That's all I need. And he says, oh, no, no, I can't do that. I can't send him down to you, and you can't come up to me. There's a giant space between where I am and where you are, and no one can cross it. There is no coming from heaven down to hell, and there's going to be no coming down. Once you get in hell, there's no way out. That's why I say the devil's not there yet. Hell has a gate that won't be able to open up any time soon. It says the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. It says you can't get out of there. And in fact, he says, well, 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 look, if you can't keep me out of here, if you can't get me out of here, Abraham, can you please send Lazarus back to earth? Can you send him to earth to tell my brothers that they, they don't need to come here? And he says, they've got the law and the prophets. They've got the Bible. They can read it anytime they want to. But if they're not going to listen to that, they won't listen even if somebody comes back from the dead. Which I find interesting thinking about the fact that Lazarus was the guy who came back from the dead. There's a guy in the Bible by the name of Lazarus who did come back from the dead. He said, but if they don't believe if someone comes back from the dead, if they don't believe the Bible, they won't believe that. Yeah. Jesus was giving them a little point. He said, look, I'm coming back, but if they don't already believe the book, they're not going to believe that either. These signs will follow them that believe. They, they'll speak with new tongues. They'll cast out devils. They'll, they'll lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Amen. They're going to cast out devils. But if you don't believe that book, what good is that going to do you? Yeah, that'll maybe help a few people believe the book. 
It might help a few people, but it's not going to help everybody. It's not going to work for everybody. And some people just aren't going to believe, no matter how many stories they get told, no matter how much we try to help. But the thing is, what you need to realize today is that there is no throne in hell. Because let me tell you the truth. There's plenty of stuff. I can give you a description of hell all day long. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. They're going to go away into eternal punishment. It don't end. According to Matthew 25, 46. It's eternal punishment. Matthew 10, 28. Don't fear those who can kill your body but cannot kill the soul. Fear who, him who can destroy your body and your soul in hell. You will have a body in hell. You will have your human body go to hell. And it's going to burn for eternity and you will be ever familiar with the fact that you have bones crinkling down. That you will have nerves burned and singed. You will have skin melting. You will have eyeballs falling out of your face. And you're going to be ever familiar with it. The devil who had deceived them is going to later on be thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur. It's going to stink too on top of the rotting flesh. Where the beast and the false prophet were, they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And that's not even talking about the people who end up there. That's talking about, that's what's going, the devil's going to be too busy burning forever to torture anyone. He's going to be too busy screaming just like everybody else to torture anybody. But I assure you, you don't need the devil torturing you because it says that when judgment day comes, that everyone's going to look at the devil and say, this is the guy? That, that, we, that we were so scared of. This is the guy that, that tormented the world. This is the guy. You see, the devil's not powerful enough to bring you to hell. Amen. The devil's not powerful enough. He wants you to go. Yeah. But, no. That's not how it's going to work. You see, and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. These worshipers of the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of, of his name. That's Revelation 14, 11. Matthew 13, 50 says, Throw them in the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He says, uh, just like Sodom and Gomorrah in Jude 1 and 7, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, they serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Death and hell will be thrown in the lake of fire. Amen. It says that there, if you will be a brood of vipers and serpents, how are you going to escape being sentenced Amen. to hell? And Mark 9.48 says, where their worm does not die and fire is not quenched. Um, it is darkness. It is fire. It is worms. It is gross. It is nasty. It is smelly. It's everything you don't want. I... It's, it's beyond any human level of tolerance. Amen. And it goes on forever. And, and by forever, I mean forever. 
There's no way out. There's a great gulf fixed as that, as that parable that I mentioned earlier about Lazarus and the rich man says. There's a great goal fixed. There's no getting from one place to the next. Once you're there, you're done. There's no coming back from it. There's no way out. There's nothing coming back. And you've got plenty of lists that... If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment, a fury of fire that will consume adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by one who has spurned the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified? and has outraged the spirit of grace we know him who said vengeance is mine i will repay and again the lord will judge his people by the way all these verses i'm reading are esv for anyone confused right now by uh the way that those are phrased i'm not reading king james there uh but it is esv it is still the word of god i'm not putting my own spin on it <laughs> this is what it says however you see, there is no throne in hell. Do you know where the one and only throne is? There is only one throne, and his name is one. One throne in heaven. And uh, there was one that sat on the throne, and his name is one. He is the God of all heaven and earth it is jesus christ it is jesus christ revelation 4 and uh, 1 through 11 it says this he is the one who sits on the throne he is the one that sits on the throne there is no one else in heaven a throne is set in heaven. One sits on the throne. He sat. He that sat was to look on like a jasper and sardine stone. There was a rainbow about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Round about the throne were four and twenty seats. Upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. They had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thundering and voices. There were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. That is what we're looking forward to heaven we're looking at each gate being a singular pearl where there are streets of gold and the walls of jasper and there there's a there that's heaven that's the there's one person on the throne there's one god who sits on the throne he he may He's the one who's in charge of all this. There is no throne in hell. So many people say, oh, the devil made me do it. The devil cannot make you do anything. When you get to hell, the devil's not the one in charge. When you get to, you see, there's these people who, I heard this quote from, uh, I heard this quote given to me by someone that I work with. Oh, I'm going to go down to hell and I'm going to take over the place. 
I'm going to go down to hell and I'm going to take over the place. And he did not take over the place, I assure you. Hitler doesn't run the place. Genghis Khan doesn't run the place. Saddam Hussein isn't running the place. There's no serial killer who's got some fan club down there. There's no man on death row who ever went down and took control. And there is not even a devil running the place. It says the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. And while they're down there, they haven't went down and taken over either. You see, uh, the, uh, the, the book that I was talking about, John Milton's Paradise Lost, he says that after the devil gets thrown down from hell, which he claims was a nine days journey for some reason, after the devil gets down there, within a year, they build a city in his book. And then the devil says, I would rather be reigning here in hell than serving as a slave in heaven. That's not the way it works. Amen. That's not the way it works. That hell is a prison. And I know there are prisons here on this earth where people have set up basically communes in these maximum security prisons where they're running the place and the guards are, are sitting in fear and afraid to go in there. That's not what's going on. And you want to know how I know that's not, not what's going on? Because one day the warden showed up. One day the warden showed up. You see, when Jesus was here on this earth and he was crucified, Jesus was crucified. And he, he was in the grave three days. And while, during those three days, it says that he went and ministered in hell. He ministered to the souls that are in prison, was the way that it put it. And while he was there, he took the keys to death hell and the grave and no that does not mean the devil was running the place and had the keys up to that point either while he was there he was in torment just as the rich man said it is torment because we are just a little lower than the angels we are nothing more and satan is nothing more than an angel and he's not even got the power of an angel he doesn't even have that going for him. You see, he, the Lord, is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Amen. For him was all things created, and for their pleasure they were created. Heaven is the one in charge. Hell is not even as great. No one's got, people have even less power in hell than they do here. Amen. Anyone who was powerful here has lost all his power by the time he's in hell. Anyone who was held any influence here loses all influence in hell. So, what does that mean? What, what does that mean besides I don't want to go to hell? It means something beyond that. It means something beyond I want to go to heaven. It means that there is nothing stopping you. There is nothing in your way. There is nothing that can pull you there. There is nothing that has any force to pull you down to hell. The only ones in hell are the people who have already failed to make it to heaven. The only ones that are going to make it 
to hell right now. The devil, sure he's in this earth and sure he holds a little bit of power, just a little bit of power, but he only holds as much power as you allow him to hold. I, I, I heard someone talking about how they hate that phrase, oh, the devil made me do it. Has anyone said that before? Anyone here said that before? Oh, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. He did not. Because the Bible says it this way. If you will submit to God and resist the devil... He will flee from you. Amen. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a banner against the enemy when he comes in. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord will lift up a banner against him. There's no throne in hell. There's no power in hell. There's nothing that can come against you from hell. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. There is no power in hell. There is no strength in death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? He said, I show you a mystery. We all should be changed in a moment of a twinkling of an eye when the last trump sounds. Amen. You see, we're going to go to heaven. We're if you have been filled with the Spirit of God, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies and you will be changed into a glorified heavenly body if you are filled with the spirit of god that is the one key god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life Except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. But if he has, you know, in fact, I notice in John 3, John 3 lines up a whole lot with that quote from earlier. It says the people like darkness rather than light. Well, that's like John 1, sorry, but... They, they prefer darkness over light because their deeds are evil. If you are evil, you will prefer darkness. You will think you want darkness. But I assure you, you don't. Amen. You don't. In the end, you do not want this. You do not want to go to hell. You do not want to be lost. And the devil can't make you lost. The only one, the only way that you will be lost is by choice. Yeah. By choice. Because someone has told you the truth. If you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself, then, then, you can inherit eternal life. That's how we inherit eternal life. If we will love the Lord our God with everything that's in us if we will do this you hell has no power over you hell will have no power over you if you will be submitted to god
Jesus, hallelujah. You see, it says that there are ways to make sure we never fall. There are ways to make sure we never fail. We need to know the word of God for ourselves. We need to study the word of God. We need to know these things. And, and and got up here. I mean, I know I, I kind of had a slower start today. I know I kind of put this out in a more um, teachy way. But there is no throne, there is no power in hell that can beat the throne of heaven. Amen. There is no throne in this earth that can beat heaven. You see, whatever power some president has, whatever power some celebrity has, whatever power some athlete has, they, they have no more power than heaven. You see, there is no throne in hell, and there are thrones on this earth, but these thrones are nothing to beat the one throne in heaven with one that sits on it. You can't be powerful enough to beat what Jesus is wanting to do. And I'm going to tell you something real tough to hear about what Jesus wants to do. The only one in, the only one who's in charge of hell is God. So only by God's standard will you go there. If you will live up to the standard that Jesus put out, then you can go there. And Jesus' standard he put out was this. Except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. This was elaborated on when the apostle Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost. And they asked him, what must we do? He said, repent. Turn away from sin. Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Go down in water and you can wash it away. Go down in water with a preacher saying over you, I baptize you in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And then you will be filled with the Holy Ghost just as it happened in this same chapter that I'm quoting from. As it said in Acts 2 and 4. And they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That is how this goes down. That's how we get filled with that Spirit that will quicken our mortal bodies so that we can go to heaven someday. That's the way it goes. You see, there's no demon that can stop it. There's no devil that can stop it. The devil believes in that one God that sits on that one throne and he trembles. Amen. And you know what's more? I'm, I'm closing up here. I can music come. There, there's a story that I, I kind of think of as a cautionary tale. Don't you ever think, you see, there's no throne in hell that can stop a spirit-filled child of God. But the only defense that any human has against the devil is the spirit of God. As long as you are here on earth, the devil can have some form of influence over you. No more influence than the name of Jesus, but he can't have influence over you. Let me put it to you this way. 
There were seven sons of one man named Sceva. And they had been taught the name of Jesus. They had seen what the Apostle Paul had been doing in their hometown, where if he laid hands on someone full of the devil, that he could send the devil out. So he walk, they walked up to these seven guys all crowded around this one devil-possessed guy. And they said, Oh, Spirit, we want you to go out in the name of that Jesus that Paul's preaching about. And the devil turns to them and says, You know, I've heard of Jesus, and I know who Paul is. Who on earth are you? And that one guy beat up those seven boys and sent them out naked. There is no throne in hell. There are thrones on this earth and there's one throne in heaven. And the one who sits on that throne in heaven is Jesus. And it's never going to be anyone in this room. There's one God, and he's not you. There's one devil, and if you'll be lined up with that one God, he can't hurt you. He can mess with you, but he can't hurt you. He can't change your eternal destiny. The only one who can change your eternal destiny is your decisions to line up with the one that can. So it's time to make a decision. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, tonight's the, today's the day to do it. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, it's time to schedule it. It's time to put it on the schedule. It's time to talk to pastor about it. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And if you... If you've never repented today on this altar, this is the place to do it. That you need to come to this altar. You need to say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm never going to do them again. And then you need to walk out those doors and never do it again. But once you've repented, you can receive the Holy Ghost. Once you've been baptized, you can receive the Holy Ghost. Once you have followed that plan of salvation and you live the life that God has called you to live, then you can change that destiny then you can make sure that you're never going to be punished in an eternal place, a lake of fire. And that you can spend eternity with Jesus. So if you would, somebody, I'd find a place and repent. I'd find a place and change my direction. I'd find a place if I were you where I can change my direction that I don't have to be lost, that the devil would have no more power over me, that I would be different, that I would be changed. Somebody, you can follow that plan. You can follow that plan. Somebody find a place and let's repent. Let's change our lives. Let's be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Darkness starts to tremble 